Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Behind the Bounce podcast, episode 13 this week, Cuba. Uh, lucky for some, unlucky for, for others, uh, the number, that is. It's the Jack Loney uh, tribute show, but that's okay. He's going to leave us, which is the Taylor Adams tribute show. The what, sorry? The Taylor Adams tribute show. It should be the Taylor Adams. Yeah, okay. Clayton Oliver. No, He's no. Gonna, yeah, okay, we'll do it. We'll, speaking of Clayton Oliver, Cooper, mm. how good are the deeds? Can the bloody deeds? Oh, my. They are they're on fire. They're looking good, the deeds. Aren't they what? Uh, I didn't expect it, to be honest. We've sort of just completely kerfuffled the intro. We've um, got plenty of talking points this week. Um including Toby Green. We'll get into him in just a second. Um, we've also got a new segment that will debut, but um, I, I did that completely to take the piss. You will see why I said um, how good the D's. It will come up in a sound form, but I wasn't expecting it for, from them, to be honest, Coops. Uh, it was a bit of a shootout early, and then mm-hmm. they completely said, nah, stuff you. We're actually going to win the thing. Yeah. And they made Brisbane look second rate in the, in the second half. It was impressive to watch, and I think that they've pretty much stamped their ticket into the grand final, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think the D's have sort of stamped their authority and they're letting everyone know that they are a genuine contender um, for the Premiership. Yeah, and what I think I've liked even more from them, Coop, and we'll, we'll talk about this with both GWS and Port, and then in contrast to that, um, Geelong, and potentially even Sydney as well, is they're just such a good team. Like, yeah. you, look at, you look at the great teams of recent times, I'm talking Hawthorne and I'm talking Richmond in 2017 especially. Just a good team. Like, you've got mm. your Clayton Olivers, you've got your Max Gorns, your Christian Petrarchas, your Stephen Mays of the world. But then you've got your Jake, your Jake Bowies, you've got your James Jordan. I know he didn't play uh, on the weekend, but you've just got all these people that you wouldn't expect to be good players and they're, yeah. they're completely the reason why why Melbourne are doing like Bailey Fritch Ben Brown for example yeah he stands up in the big games doesn't he yeah like they're not Uses players all season yeah then... <laughs> correct but like they're not players that you would expect mm. to be good and yet Bailey Fritch is going to kick them into a premiership um, but even like you look back at, at Richmond a couple of years ago sure you've got your Dusty Martins your Trent Cotchins your um, Jack Rewalt your whatevers but Dan Butler was really influential in that premiership. Daniel Rioli. Like, it's just yeah. those little um, your B-grade, C-grade players that lift you up. Um, yeah. And that's why I think Geelong fail so much is because, God, do they rely. They're very top-heavy. They rely on their mm. big players so much. And unfortunately... Salwood, Hawkins, Cameron. Correct, correct, correct. They look for Cameron and Hawkins every time they go inside 50. Yeah, and I think that that's sort of what why they get exposed in finals because if you look at their last six finals in the first week, they've lost five of them. And mm. the only reason they won that one out of six was because Isaac Smith missed after the sign. But it's because they're coming up against good teams now. It's not that they're coming up against other teams like them because you can see during the regular season they beat them because they're all you know selfish teams. Like you look at a Carlton or a, or a St Kilda even. The reason they beat us and Carlton is because we're very selfish in the way that we play our footy, whereas they come up against Port, who are a very good team, and um, and that's what happens. But, um, yeah, very impressed with the Ds. Uh, yeah. Do you want to move on to the, the, the Toby Green incident, Coops? Uh, did you catch it live? What was your first thoughts? And then what were your thoughts in uh, the suspension that he copped uh, yesterday? 
Um, I I did sort of. I was watching it and I looked down at my phone, and then I heard the commentators say something about him making contact with the umpire. Let's take a look at it. And then I looked at it, and it. I don't know. He sort of. You could, as I think one of the articles said, that you could do what his teammate did. I can't remember the name of him, but one of his teammates sort of went around the umpire, sort of, and then they were like, "Well, why didn't old mate Toby? Why didn't he do the same sort of thing?" And I think it was going by that. It probably was deliberate. Um, although there's a bit of a 13 minute dispute there between um, the two, Toby and the AFL's top. Um, what's his name? But yeah, I don't know. I sort of agree with. Uh, definitely a suspension, but I don't know if three weeks are sort of not long enough, sort of thing. Yeah, mm. it's um, it's an interesting. I think it was a twenty to twenty-five thousand dollar fine too, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Well, Christ, that's I, a lot. Of... I saw something. I'll that's more dig it up. You talk, I'll dig it up. Yeah, well, I I didn't catch. I did catch it live. I was watching the game, but I didn't catch it live in the sense that I didn't actually see the incident firsthand. I was watching it with SJD. And um, he's like, holy shit, why would you do that, you idiot? And I was like, oh, what's happened, what's happened? I sort of watched it, and uh, whenever there's sort of like a big bump, like unless it's a bump where somebody's been knocked out, I don't really care about the tribunal in the moment. But it's like I sort of watched it again and again, and I just thought, Toby, you're an absolute dickhead. Like, why mm. would you do that? Like, forget the There fact- you go. 4.30, the AFL have appealed it. They yeah, the yeah. So they, mm. they wanted they wanted six, um, yeah. which I think is fair enough. Like, but like, forget about the fact that it's an elimination final. Forget about the fact that you're Toby Green and you've got a reputation. Forget about the fact that you're the best player that GWS has got on their team. You can't yeah. touch the umpires. Like, no matter whether you're a ten year old or a or a twenty five year old or a twenty seven year old in his case, just don't yeah. touch, touch them. Like, and especially when you've made it look that obvious. Like, it's not yeah. like they were having a chat. And like, and it was obviously a heated chat as well, um, due to what yeah. had happened beforehand. It's not like yeah. uh, Stevic was walking back and Toby was walking forward, and um, GWS have veered off to the left. So Toby's then got to go to the left, and Stevic's moved to the left, and they've ran into each other. Like it's not like a they've done yeah. that little awkward dance. Stevic is standing still, and mm. if he did not move, Toby Green would have bumped right into him. Like yeah, the only thing that made that situation any better was the fact that Stevic was the bigger man and, and moved. Yeah. Um, and then at the tribunal, he, tra- he gave him the biggest free ride ever, Matt Stevic. He was like, I wasn't threatened and it was minor contact. Like, it didn't really bother me that much. But, um, yeah, I think that three weeks was, was a little bit light. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I can definitely see why the, the, um, the AFL are going to appeal it because I guess the only other thing that we've had that was that bad was Greg Williams back in the eighties, and he got he got nine weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that they're going to appeal that. I hope hopefully he gets a lot more weeks than than three because, um, yeah. But I can't believe that people were standing up for him. Like, mm. he done yeah. stuff up. Like it's so confusing. Yeah. Oh, and I'll well, I'll get into it a little bit more in our new segment. But it's just it just confuses the shit out of me. Like I just. I can't, I can't get my head around it, Cooper. Um, like it's unfortunate for the Giants. Like, and you know, as as Cam said yesterday on the on the cute little lunch call that we had, you want your best players playing finals, but I mean, you can't yeah. really excuse that. And um, yeah. you know, I think if it wasn't a final, uh, he probably gets six weeks straight away, and we don't even talk about it. But I think because it was an elimination final, um, first and yeah. foremost, 
And then, of course, the name Toby Green comes along with it. Um, it does create uh, create a little bit of a uh, bit, little bit more attention. Um, but yeah, yeah, that is what it is. Um, another thing I had, I had on my agenda was are uh, the power a certain grand final starter? They belted the bejesus out of Geelong, um, the team of individuals, as we touched on just before, um, and now they've got a preliminary final against either the. Is it, do they play the dogs? They would. They play either the dogs or the lions again. Adelaide Oval. Have they? Yeah. Have they um, stamped their ticket into uh, the Optus Oval? Yeah, I think um, I think Port are definitely going to be in the grand final this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> the way they played against Geelong, I don't know. They just dumped them. Geelong looked lost. Yeah, mm. yeah, they did. I think, and I think that. I mean, if we're going to have a full breakdown of that of that game, Geelong looked shit the whole time, like from the first bounce until till the last bounce. Geelong just looked shit, but I mm. mean, Port played so bloody well. Like Alir Alir was amazing, um, mm. and I was one of those people, Coops, when they were reading out the All Australian, and he got a blazer. I was like, oh come on, like he's had a good year, but yeah, Australian. And then he and then he takes five contested marks in the first mm. quarter, and Good I was. Quarter, oh, yeah. Sitting in a corner, I was like, "Yep, yeah, fair enough." That's yeah, me but, too. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for them. Like, I feel like they're that team that I, I still don't think they'll win the premiership. I think that it's unfortunately Melbourne's year, but I feel like they've just whenever they've been good, it's just been somebody else's year. So I I do sort of hope that they do break that that curse because yeah. they're a team that that deserve. Oh, they've got so many good guys on their team, but I do think that Melbourne will win the flag, but. Yeah, I, I don't see them losing in the in the prelim. Like that crowd was that that crowd was five goals on its own. Um, yeah. Let alone the fact that that um, Geelong played badly. But again, they're just such a good team. Like you've got your balls in the midfield, um, and then you've got Rosie Butters, Dersma. Uh, they play. were doing a lot of fumble in the first quarter, weren't they? Yeah, didn't, yeah, they were. Didn't matter anyway, but. No, no, it didn't. Uh, but like they're just such a even Pow Pepper coming on and kicking kicking two goals with six disposals. Like it's you know Horatio. Yeah, he he went off. He'll be a bit hit and miss, touch and go to get in mm. back in for the prelim. But um, yeah, I I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the old uh, from the old Paul Power. Yeah, no, nah, I couldn't agree more. I rate him. Oh, I don't know if I rate them, but they're going to be a genuine contender. Yeah, they are going to be. Well, they're going to be right up there, and I feel like, I feel like they probably match up. Well, see, that's the thing. I feel like Melbourne are very mature, even mm-hmm. though they haven't played a lot of finals footy. Like you have a year like them, where yeah. you win seventeen and a half games, and then you come out and you belt Brisbane in a in a qualifying final. Like that's, yeah. but I don't know. I feel like the final four. Which will be Port, Melbourne, Geelong, and uh, we'll go the doggies. Why not? Um, or the doggies or the lions? Because uh, I don't think GWS win this weekend. Um, they're all quite mature, so I feel like there's not going to be any GWS type nerves on Grand Final day where they get a bit of stage fright. Yeah, I think that it'll be a really, really good game of footy. I think that we will see the two best teams because when GWS got into the Grand Final in 2019. They'd lost before the bounce had even even the ball had been bounced that day. Like there was no yeah. way they were beating Richmond, um, and that showed in that first quarter. They just got jumped. But I don't yeah. think that's going to happen this year. So I'm I'm really excited just to see the best team win. Not saying GW, yeah. GWS were the best team, but we didn't see the best version. Yeah, um, it was just sort of a blowout. It, it it was a blowout. It was disgusting to watch. It was terrible football. 
Um, mm. The dogs broke their slump on Sunday, Coops. What did you make of that one? Um, I actually watched that one and, well, you know, the last bit of it. Um, and I thought, I thought, you know, if there was a couple more, like the dogs started to die off in the last quarter. You could see, like, the likes of Bontepelli, Trelaw, McRae, Libertore, they were all tired and you could, like, you could see it. Um, and then the Dons started to, you know, pick it up, but they just couldn't get a mark inside 50. There's no two-metre Peter has one good week and just has a snooze the next. Like, I don't know. Every time they went inside 50, it was intercepted by um, one of the defenders. So, yeah. Yeah, seven-seater Peter had a stinker. I feel like... Yeah, he sat back in the seven-seat and went to sleep. <laughs> and um, But, yeah, I think that I think that it was just unfortunate for the for the Dons. And I feel like it's one of those ones similar to what will happen this week, I think. But I feel like a lot of people rode the Dons because they made the eight. They were playing good footy and the dogs were playing like shit. Whereas I think we still forgot that there's a gap between fifth and eighth because even though the dogs finished fifth, I mean, they were, what, two games off the top and probably five weeks ago they were looking like they were going to take first on the ladder. So, yeah, um, and I feel like... I wanted this Don streak to keep going, to be honest, with the 6,000 days. So, you know, I tipped them, but I still wanted their streak to keep going. Yeah, I think that they, they'll definitely win a final next year. There's no doubt in my mind that that day will come where, unfortunately, we'll get to 6,500 days and that streak will be broken, uh, which will be so annoying. But, yeah, uh, yeah I just don't we'll have think... to start counting for Saints, will we? Or... Uh, see, and that's the thing I'm sort of annoyed about with the D's <laughs> going to win the flag this year. Yeah. Take that spot. Of the the biggest uh, hiatus from a flag, which sort of sucks, but <laughs> yeah, I think that the the Dons they're doing all the right things. I think another preseason into the likes of Smith and Perkins and Cox and whoever, plus mm. then the um the whole we're really pissed off that we lost a final sort of thing. I think yeah. that they'll they'll come out swinging next year and it'll be pretty exciting. Um, which I is think it's coming out swinging, Dixie. Yes, Cuba. What are your thoughts? This is a little bit off topic. Um, not well, sort of. Um, Craig McRae, what are we? I thought you were about to throw Tom Mitchell into the under the bus there, considering what no. we were talking about just before. I love Craig McRae. I saw that quote on Twitter saying that, that, that they were going to come out and start a few fights next year. And I think that that is the perfect mentality for your group to have um, next year. I, think I, um, from... I didn't know. I've never heard of him before. I'll be honest. And then... Um, Collingwood posted like a like a, a mock up resume sort of thing of all these accolades, and I'm I'm keen. Yeah, I'm keen yeah. to see what he can bring. Huh? <laughs> you've got you've got very good reason um, to be keen, and I think uh, what works for you, Coops, is you've got a bloke that's coming in with a little bit the the good English Jack. You've got a bloke that's coming in with a little bit of no nonsense. Yeah, you know, he also seems on the other hand like he's the world's nicest bloke. Yeah. And all of your old assistants have gone as well. I saw that Brenton Sanderson's left and Robert Harvey's left. That obviously sucks because they're both semi-good at their job. But yeah, I think that it's good that you've had a full clean-out, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you head guy. Cool. I started with the head guy and it's fucking just <laughs> yeah, it's dominoed cool. from there. Just, it's just ripped through the whole the whole. Who's club. next? The Collingwood shop probably going to strike. No <laughs> workers there. Nobody's. We're not selling any merch. We just we just pack up shop boys. But see, look at what happened with Carlton Coops. They got rid of the senior coach. All yep. the assistants stayed on, and look at where they are. You know, in the mm. same. They've just sacked another coach, and no assistants look like leaving. So, um, I think that, yeah. that 
you've sort of learned, maybe not learned from their mistakes, but you've also gone off on your own accord. And yeah, and good. And I feel like what's the best thing about Collingwood is you know where you're at. You know that you're a bottom four side at the moment. Mm. So you're not like Carlton who's living on a prayer and hoping that, or, you know, looking at your list and going, we should be making finals. What? Why aren't we? You're a club that's yeah. gone, we actually aren't as good as we thought we were. Let's rebuild on that. Uh, but also that gives you nothing to lose. Like, look at the way you played the last six weeks, Coops. Like, you played quite well, bar the Brisbane. Mm. Like, you were, you, you, and you were riding contests every year, like, except for that Brisbane game, which completely stuffed the stats sheet. I think your average losing margin was only three goals. So it's like, yeah. you, you've been in every game. Um, you just were obviously just too young or too injury plagued or whatever to get it done. Led um, the run too late. Type. But yeah, well, yeah, you should beat the Saints, but you shit the bed on that one. But I think that, that yeah, you, you know where you're at. And I think that yeah. you're all right this year. Like, I, I sort of hope for your sake you have another bad year because I feel like you've completely screwed your draft picks up this year. So you do need a few. But yeah, if you can pe- beat a few top eight teams, I think you'll be all right. Well, what do you think about it, Coops? Are you happy with it? Yeah, um, after I saw his accolades, I didn't know who the bloke was. <laughs> um, no, nah, I don't know. I think it'll be good. I, I'm a bit. Ex- I'm excited to see what what he can bring. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm excited. Other than that, I haven't got too much to say about it until round one when he cooks everything. Then I'll I'll be <laughs> popping up again. You get up on your high horse. Yeah, turn it right. Uh, all right, Coops. Did you want to get into our new segment? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this this segment is called The Golden, The Bad and The Ugly. Now, it's a terrible take on the good, the bad and the ugly, but because we don't want to be impeached for any copyright, we've taken Errol Goulden's name from the Sydney Swans and he is now our good. So uh, basis of the segment is we all give uh, one good, one bad and one ugly thing that happens throughout the weekend of football. And then uh, we just discuss about it. So I'm going to kick off with my ugly event of the week. And it was the Cody Waitman Trolls. Uh, now, we didn't speak about this in the D's, I mean, the Dogs wrap-up. Uh, but Cody Waitman obviously, obviously kicked four goals against the Bombers. Uh, all goals resulting from free kicks, which obviously isn't good. Start a riot. Yeah, it, it actually did start a riot uh, on social media especially. Now, I did a little bit of Instagram stalking uh, just to try and get a rough figure. But before this post, uh, before this game, he was getting about 170 comments on his Instagram posts. Do you want to know how many comments he got uh, post this game? How many? So the last post he put up went from 175 comments to 2,000. And the post that he put up in response to the trolls was over 2,000 as well. <laughs> so they've come out in force, the old Essendon supporters, but I just don't think there's a spot for this in the game at all. Like, he yeah. didn't... Obviously, there is a little bit of... He put a little bit of mail on it, uh, but he doesn't pay himself the free kick. Like... Yeah. He obviously can play for The umpire's them, seen sort of something. Yeah. But yeah. the umpire's seen enough. Bar that third one, which I don't understand why it was a free kick at all. I mean, the fourth one where there was the push in the side and it was a free kick. Mm. That was completely ridiculous. But, um, yeah, he doesn't pay the free kick. But I just feel so bad for him because he's a 19-year-old kid. He's done everything right so far. He's just yeah. playing his natural game and he's been absolutely bombarded 
Um, and I, I feel I feel like it's going to carry on now. Like you look at Joel Selwood. Uh, yeah, he he's reputation now for being a, a ducker. Um, yeah. I feel like Cody Waitman's going to get the uh, the same treatment, Coops. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, his, his name's uh, probably going to stick. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, Coops. What's your ugly incident from the week? My ugly, we sort of already covered it. Um, was just the Toby Green suspension and how it was a bad look on the game. Just sort of almost, you know, shirt front the umpire type set up. So, I don't know. I just think it was a an ugly look on the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Coops. And it, it sort of um, it rolls into my uh, bad uh, part, actually. So, I guess we'll go into that. My bad for this week was the treatment of umpires going forward. I feel like it completely opens the door for umpires to be treated more poorly in the yeah. future. Now, I, I was I'm a former umpire. I umpired on the boundary for, for a year. Mm-hmm. And the abuse that I copped was insane yeah. and I was running on the boundary. <laughs> I did yeah. not have any bearing on the on the game at all. I remember that there was one game um that I umpired and uh I you know I umpired the eighteens that, that day and then I went to catch up with dad at Golden Square. So I was at the QEO, I went to then Golden Square and I was just in an umpiring jacket. Like I, I didn't umpire at Golden Square. Just in the jacket. I was just at the canteen and I got tapped on the shoulder. I turn around and there's this, I thought it was dad, uh, there's this massive bloke and he just ripped into me. And I was like, one, you don't know me, so shut up. And two, like, like what? Like, I'm just wearing a, wearing an umpiring jacket and he's just ripped into me about how we're all the same and how bad umpires are and, and, and this, that and the other. Like, and it got really personal. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know you. I'm just trying to get a hot dog. Like, leave me alone. No, I'm um, a dead horse and he's just ripped you. <laughs> correct. Uh, but it's just like I'm really worried for, for umpires now um, and, and what will happen because, yeah. like, now, uh, if they see that, that you can actually do that, and I'm talking about juniors, if juniors see that you can do that, I'm not looking forward to the day where some – uh, arrogant, egotistical sixteen-year-old tries to shirt front an umpire. That's not the yeah. day. I'm, I'm not, I'm not liking when that day comes. Um, yeah. Kids, what's your bad incident for the week? My bad is for well, it's sort of bad for us Victorians that the grand final is at not in Victoria for the second year in a row. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Really, you can't change, you know, what's happening at the moment. But it's just bad for the, you know, for Victorians who have missed out, you know, for the twice second year in a row sort of thing yeah um i did read a stat the other day that um hawthorne are the first i mean dan andrews is the first premier to lose back-to-back grand finals since hawthorne in 85 86 and i thought it was really <laughs> that, that's that's a good one <laughs> but um yeah it's it's not it's not good for us victorians it just feels pretty flat because i don't know yeah there's just something about the AFL Grand Final. It just belongs mm. to me on that last weekend in September. But I don't mind the idea of having a night Grand Final in um, in Perth. I, I do yeah. like that prospect, especially because it'll be afternoon over there still. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's not the worst thing in the world. But, Coops, yeah. uh, my good this week, and I feel like our goods are going to be very similar. My good is, in fact, the Ds. After so many years of heartbreak and heartache and... Just terrible footy. It's really nice to see them uh, back on top and uh, and playing premiership winning footy. And I cannot wait uh, for Cam and for Shane and 
and whoever else. The long suffering D supporters, uh, I can't wait to see their emotions. 57,000 of them. Yeah, all, all 57,000 of them. I uh, can't wait to yeah. see them on, uh, on grand final day because they deserve it. It'll be good. We'll be doing a drive-by um, if if they were to get up. Um, yeah, no, my good is, is very similar as Port. Um, as we touched on earlier, how good they looked against Geelong. Um, obviously, Geelong looked shit, which makes them look good, but they, they <laughs> looked really good. Yeah, they, they did. They looked really, really good. Um, do you think, is that our grand final tip, Coops? Yeah, I think it'd be those two. Um, unsure of, I think probably the D's will get up. Yeah. Yeah, and, I think so. Yeah. No, I think, I think the D's will take out this year. I even feel like that week, the prelim final week, because obviously they're going to play up there and they're going, the, and then Port are going to play at the Adelaide Oval. I even think that that week of getting acclimatised to it is going to do them the world of good as well. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're spot on there. Alrighty. Uh, well, that is the good and the bad and the ugly for this week. We may be back next week. We'll have to have a critical business meeting with the door closed to see if this segment runs any further. But, Coops, uh, before we get into the tips for the finals week two, I did actually want to talk about Ed Langdon for two seconds. Did you see what happened with him this week? No. Okay. <laughs> so... Um... <laughs> <laughs> So post uh, post uh, match against the uh, who they play they played the Lions. Hmm. Ed Langdon's getting an interview. I'm not sure what network it was for. Might have been for a radio station. And um, they've gone. How does it feel uh, to be coached under Simon Goodwin? And uh, he was just like, "Oh, that's amazing, Simon Goodwin. Such a good coach. You know, he's so cool, calm, and collected." And um, you know, he hasn't raised his voice once. It's just such a warm, welcoming environment. He goes, I played at Fremantle for five years uh, where you couldn't, if you didn't look Ross Lyon in the eye, he'd, uh, he'd give you a spray. Now, he that's obviously been taken well out of context. Um, and the the media, trial by media has absolutely got onto that one. And they've given him an absolute rinsing. Uh, Ed Langdon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Much to the much to the point, actually, where Ed Langdon has rang Ross Lyon the next morning and gone, look, mate, they've taken this out of context. That's not what I meant at all. And um, yeah. then, try by media again, they considered backpedalling. So um, I feel bad for Ed <laughs> Langdon, but I actually took it of the stance that if that's what Ross Lyon is like, God do Carlton need somebody like that. Yeah. Like, holy Moses, is he, the, is he not the perfect man for that job now? Like... After hearing yep. that, where he's got that real prick about him, where he makes people feel intimidated, I think that that's um, that's definitely what Carlton need. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, yeah, right. Well, no, I didn't hear about right. that. That's interesting. Now, I just actually just remembered the title for this episode, um, and I'm just going to throw it in impromptuly. It makes no sense uh, just coming off the back of talking about Ed Langdon, but um, what we were supposed to talk about, what I was supposed to say when. Um, we're talking about Toby Green was the Golden Square. Woolworths looks very good this time of year. So um, that's the title, by the way. But, um, yeah, I completely stuffed the boat with that one. Um, and, and, yeah, that, that should have been said like half an hour ago. But, Coops, uh, <laughs> we'll get into the tips now. Uh, we've got a Friday night game between um, – who have we got? Who's playing on Friday? Um, Geelong and – Oh, Goodwoods, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, who have you got in that one? Uh, Geelong, I think. 
yeah, I'm, I'm the yeah, same. Yeah. I think Geelong are going to absolutely cream them. Uh, that, was, that was with that was with Toby Green in the squad. Um, I feel like it's one of those games that goes either way. That's either really really close or it's a blowout. Um, but yeah, I feel like we do always forget about the fact that there is a gap between one to four and five to eight. And I think that yeah. that yeah, uh, we'll we'll see that um, on on Friday night. Couldn't agree more. Um, Brisbane and the doggies. Yeah, um, bit of a weird, this this one. It was supposed to be played at um, the doggies wanted to be played in the afternoon, which would have been really interesting. Uh, the AFL said no. They said you can play at four thirty uh, because the doggies they are flying up from Launceston on Saturday morning and yeah. didn't want to spend all day in their hotel room, so they were like, the earlier we play, the better. Yeah, I said jam it. They said you can play at four thirty. That's as late as we'll give you. And then um, <laughs> the AFL come out today and said, no, actually, get stuffed completely. You're playing at seven twenty five. So that's <laughs> when you're back again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the doggies have been absolutely stooged because they're, they're like that's not like they can go and have a walk down the shops. Like they've got to completely isolate in their hotel rooms. Um, yeah. I think that, that completely plays into Brisbane's favour and uh, they'll get a really good win. But yeah. I don't think you can really go past that midfield when it's on. Like, yeah, true. Like, like that midfield of McRae, Dunkley, Bond, Libba and uh, Baslenka. Uh, and you chuck a bit of Tim English in there as well. I feel like they can win you again. Regardless of, yeah, Trelaw as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 what do you think? Who's got that one? I think it'll be probably Brisbane. I think, I don't know, this year they've looked so strong at home. Yeah, correct. So, it's not correct. a fortress though, but it's they've looked good. I think that they have looked good. And I even think that, like, it was a pretty honourable loss, to be honest, against um, against the Ds. Like, they yep. had it in the first half. Like, it was really close. And then the Ds just went to that other level, which was inevitable. Uh, whereas I yep. feel the dogs, I feel like they almost went to war a little bit too much in that yep. final against the Dons. Like the Dons just dragged them into deep water and they managed to submerge and swim back. But I don't know. There was just something about that game where I walked, I sort of watched it and I was like, I don't, like there's nothing here that impresses me. So I think that the, the, the lines are going to get up as well. Yeah. Uh, that makes it really, really interesting for that game. Uh, the Adelaide Oval the week after. Yeah, it absolutely does. I did we did we want to touch on Aaliyah Aaliyah? We sort of did there, um, a little bit, but yeah, yeah. No, well, I he... He's my host plus performer of the week this week, Coops. What a man! Like he's just so so humble in the way he does stuff, and it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Like holy shit, what like I, just... I was I was similar to you, sort of like how did he get? An all Australian gig, but then I'm like, oh, well, you know, probably deserves it, I guess. The yeah. way he played, you know. And it's it's funny, like I was he even marked I, everything. I love to look at the this the AFL fantasy points, and um, that sort of dictates who plays a good game. He ended yep. up on sixty AFL fantasy points, and if we were playing, if this was a regular season game, he would have got three Brownlow votes. So, uh, moral of the story, AFL. AFL fantasy means bugger all to what actually happens. But, um, yeah, influential. Uh, and I think that that's, he's going to be huge in the grand final. 
yeah, Melbourne because you've obviously got Lever and May down one end, but to know that that um, you've got Ali Ali at home at um, the other end, it's um, it's going to be really interesting. And I actually really loved Ken Hinckley in that in that game to be honest, because when they played in the middle of the year, they stuck Ali Ali on Jeremy Cameron, which is fair enough. You know, best key back on best key forward uh, type yep. situation. Jeremy Cameron just ran up the ground and kicked five. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Alir Alir sort of got dragged out with him because they were playing on each other. So Alir, you know, Jeremy Cameron leads the forward 50. You've got to go with him. And um, yeah. what they did, I think Alir Alir started on Grind Myers, for God's sake. Like, yeah. But it works perfectly because Jeremy Cameron goes up the ground as he does. So does Tom Hawkins. They both push up. Grime Myers being the forward pocket that he is floats back, you know, to get the Joe the Gooses. But yeah. Alir is always there. Yeah, and he's, yeah. It's just, it's such. He'd have a bit on hide on Grind too. Yeah, it's just, it's just masterful because um, obviously if it comes in from a centre clearance, Alir Ali has got front spot because he's a great intercept marker and that's what happens. But if it's in general play and Geelong is steaming down that wing, Cameron and Hawkins are high. And obviously, you're either going to want to put a ball out in front of Grind Myers because he can then run onto it and turn around, or you're going to want to put it over the top of Grind Myers so he can run on and kick the goal out the back. Literally, yeah. he's very good on the ground, and um, he's also very good overhead. So yeah, yeah, such a such a good um, good coaching move from Ken Hinckley, and uh, you love to see it because it's almost like when top four teams get into the top four, you just see the same brand of footy from four teams. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's really good to see that that yeah they were able to to change it up and and that's what won them to get the game to be honest because I think Geelong had something like seventeen inside fifties in the first quarter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they were able to counteract that um really really well. Absolutely. Agreed. Do we have anything else to talk about, Dixie? I don't. Uh, to be honest, we're gonna have to find something for next week, Coops, because we've only got two games of footy to cover. Yeah, true. So I'm hoping that uh, hoping that something comes up because we're in a bit of trouble otherwise. Because yeah, we've got two games. Well, we, Toby won't be able to take out the whole agenda, so someone else will have to stand up and shirt front raise a ray. Yeah, um, that's a call out to to, him. To, the, to the AFL players of the world. If one of you can please sacrifice your season so that we can have something to talk about, that would be wonderful. But I've got yeah, I've got nothing more to add, Coops. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you for thank you for listening. Hopefully, you've all enjoyed um, this podcast. If you've listened this long, thank you very much. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully Thanks, you get up on the uh, on the weekend, and um, I'm going to go and tuck into a party size coops. Yeah, I'm going to tuck into some hamburgers. So. Hello, Christmas. Yeah, stay safe. Uh, have a good one, guys. Bye.